Support for Spoleto Backstage is made possible in part by Chamber Music Charleston, celebrating the return of live music gatherings and their 15th anniversary, with their season opener featuring violinist Rachel Barton Pine and more. September 28th at the Satilli Theater. For tickets, chambermusiccharleston.org. Support also comes from Brook Green Gardens, presenting the National Sculpture Society's 88th Annual Awards Exhibition, June 12th through August 22nd, and Summerlight Art by Night, Wednesdays through Saturdays until August 22nd. More at brookgreen.org. Productions of chamber music from Spoleto Festival USA are made possible by Bank of America, the ETV Endowment of South Carolina, and the John Covington and Robert Lukey Fund for the Performing Arts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spoleto Backstage, the 11th and final for 2021 of the podcast where amazing performances and insider perspectives meet to bring the excitement of the Spoleto Festival USA chamber music series right to you. I'm Bradley Fuller, and I have to say it's been a lot of fun for me, and hopefully it has been for you as well. Definitely the feature work on this episode is a knockout, a marvelous, magnificent, sweeping piano quintet with such an emotional and expressive range. Ludwig Tawilla's Piano Quintet No. 2 in E-flat major, Opus 20. Not exactly a super popular work or a staple of the chamber repertoire, but maybe after hearing it, you'll be left wondering why it isn't. So, get ready for some incredible music here in just a bit. And first, the featured pianist in this performance to provide some insights into the work. Here's part of a conversation I had with Gilles Von Saddle. Starting with Gilles commenting on what it was like being a part of the Spoleto Chamber Music Series again and working with artistic director Jeff Nuttall and other Chamber Series performers. I mean, just hearing Jeff introducing the pieces and seeing the St. Lawrence and just being around Dock Street Theater just feels like, oh, this is, you know, this is so exciting. And, and, and it just makes us happy as musicians. You know, this festival is so special in its energy and also in its demands, you know, like what you're doing up there. And it's just like music is happening basically from morning till night for you here. So, yeah, well, I've got to say, I've heard firsthand that excitement uh, in the halls, you know, some of the chatter between musicians who might not be performing right. on this particular concert, but who are saying, did you just hear that awesome piece? How much sensitivity they brought to it, intentionality, you know, all the, all the passion they brought to it. And I've, I've heard it in the music itself. When you were rehearsing, maybe just down the hall or downstairs, when you were performing earlier today, yep. I mean, just incredible uh, excitement there. So really, really good stuff. And, and this piano quintet by the late romantic Austrian composer Ludwig Tuila. Yeah, great pronunciation. Thanks. Yeah. I I, we were my, all wondering. My dad for help with that one. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> yeah. your dad is from the area. Yeah, he's, or... he's from. Well, he's he's from Switzerland, and so am I. But he speaks German, and I don't. And uh, so he he was uh, very helpful actually, because it's kind of a local name from the uh, Tyrol. Well, I, I think it's a name that more people might start paying attention to after today's two <laughs> performances. I mean, this work was a technical and emotional knockout. I mean, from what I was hearing, I, I don't what, what was you the perspective know, at you your know, end? It, it, is, it is a work that is one of such incredible craft and virtuosity for all the instruments. And, you know, that's really the takeaway there is also, you know, the knowledge and the know-how of the composer uh, and also the uh, the impact of, of really heavy symphonic music on this style of writing, right? Because this is not like a Schumann piano quintet. There's an awareness of what's possible with Wagner, with early Strauss tone poems, just that incredible, massive sound. And, what, and the fact that actually you can kind of achieve something like that, especially with the piano. Um, you know that that you list had had written his his works that were so popular and so important, and so there are places in this piece that just unleash that. Whereas in some chamber music, you know, uh, I mean, there you know the Tchaikovsky piano trio comes to mind a little bit and things like that. But um, chamber music tends to be more restrained in in deploying this kind of virtuosity. I mean, there's this the way the last movement opens with this ridiculous piano solo, where you're really playing out of a full concerto style. You know, and it's it's just a lot of fun. It's like to a play. cadenza. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a written out cadenza to begin the piece. 
And uh, it's it's written in this also heroic rhythmic manner, you know, which is so Straussian. And he was uh, Twila was very good friends with Strauss, and you feel that kind of um, just bursting at the seams energy uh, in the piece. At the same time, you get you get that incredible depth of feeling. You know, this is like can be really plumbing just the depths of human emotion in the slow movement. So it's uh, I I found you know this piece we I learned it because of Jeff Nuttle. Uh, and who uh, is a huge fan of the piece, and he was—he's very convincing person in general. Sure. And uh, you know, I, I, I trusted him that it was worth all this. It's not an easy piece, you know. So I, and I'm—I'm I'm so glad that I—that I put in that time. Yeah. What you, you were mentioning earlier about this kind of expressive range too, and I heard that in the second movement of Daggio. I mean, parts that weren't just dark, but almost despairing. That's the word, yeah. yeah. And then you think of Tristan and these, uh, you know, these operas of, which have a ability to convey a sense of desolation. You know, and this music goes, goes there for that, you know, these huge spaces and these, these, the tension in the chords and just a, a desolate landscape, you know. Uh, and, and, of course, a few minutes later, you'll be dancing in joy, you know, like in a different scene. So it's, uh, it's, it's a particular pleasure, I have to say, as a pianist to play this kind of stuff because we don't have a, we don't really, you know, play Strauss or tone poems or, uh, although I have a CD of, of an interesting Strauss piano concerto coming out in mm. i think a couple of weeks but it's not it's not po- it's not played so often i guess is what i mean you know this yeah. for piano but but like you said the, the heroism at the end of it coming out and uh you know i think there's this pizzicato fugue section yes. that's yeah. kind of weird yeah, but yeah. you know oh there's a lot of you know really individual style uh, quirky ideas and behind it all like i said is this incredible craft knowledge of the instruments um and you just got the sense of the 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 training the talent that went into uh, this kind of art, and it's somebody who you, you don't really hear about today. You know, it's interesting. Well, you were playing that piano with a lot of passion, and and I know part of your training is conserving energy in the sense of being able to give this performance two times in a day without your hands hurting or That's your right. wrists hurting. That's right. But the other side of the coin of, of conserving energy, I would think, is also conserving emotional energy, right? Because you're pouring your heart out, your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever feel drained? or like, How do you yeah, conserve so, your energy? So in, in a piece like this, what you're referring to, which is to sort of save your emotional reserves, that has to do with the structure of the piece, right? So a satisfying performance of a piece like this would have to involve all the performer's being aware of the landscape ahead of you. It's, a, it's I, you know, I keep using this sort of mountain hiking analogy lately, and it's like if you have a steep climb ahead of you, but you know there's a bigger one coming up later, you have to approach that one with some reserves, and also for the audience, too, because you want them with you on that, and you want them to understand this is the moment. You know, this is when we get to where we need to be, uh, and they have to feel that with you without having a score, without knowing the piece before. You know, they have to be there with you. So as the guide, you know, through this kind of landscape, that is what you just described is absolutely essential. And then also you mentioned the physical, you know, which is to, to stay healthy through playing stuff that's so demanding and massive and we're rehearsing here. And that just has to do with, uh, with technique. You know, that's what we work on to try to give everything you have emotionally, but still do it in a healthy way. <laughs> Physically, yeah. Well, you may be, you know, descending from Mount Ludwig Tuila, but thanks for sharing, you know, not only your insights here in this interview, but also from the keyboard. It was, again, really just an amazing performance. It's a great pleasure to be back. This place is, you know, unique in America for, for chamber music festivals or any kind of music that I've seen, so I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. Thanks, Gilles. A conversation I had with pianist Gilles Von Saddle, who was sharing there about his excitement to have been back at Dock Street Theater this year as a Spoleto Festival Chamber Series performer. And he was providing some perspective on one mountain of a work in particular, Ludwig Tuila's Piano Quintet No. 2 in E-flat Major, Opus 20, published in 1901. You've heard just what a challenging, exciting work it is, maybe you're finding your own excitement and anticipation a little hard to contain, so what do you say we go ahead and enjoy it now? Pianist Gilles Van Saddle joining the St. Lawrence String Quartet for the performance, Ludwig Tuila's Piano Quintet Number no. 2.
simply an incredible bowl-you-over performance there of a work that could easily handle more fame than it has currently. Ludwig Tuwila's Piano Quintet No. 2 in E-flat major, Opus 20. Pianist Gilles Saddle performing there alongside the St. Lawrence String Quartet. That's violinist Jeff Nadal and Owen Dalby, violist Leslie Robertson, and cellist Christopher Costanza. Not at all a bad way to wrap up an episode of Spoleto Backstage, and even to finish the 2021 run of this podcast. I'm sad to see it go, but also very glad for all the good memories that were made, the fun conversations had, and all the exceptional performances given. Thanks to all who interviewed, performed, and composed, to the Dock Street Theater staff, to Jenny Willette, Jesse Bagley, and the Spoleto Festival USA team, and to my coworkers and team members who made these recordings and podcasts a reality. That's A.T. Shire, Duke Marcos, Sherry Hutchinson, and Sean Birch. And listener, podcastee if you prefer, thank you for joining and sharing in all the musical magic and engaging conversations of the 2021 Spoleto Festival USA Chamber Music Series. It's been a real blast, and I look forward to sharing the excitement of the 2022 Spoleto Festival with you as well. For South Carolina Public Radio and Spoleto Backstage, I'm Bradley Fuller. Until next time, be well and take care. Productions of chamber music from Spoleto Festival USA are made possible by Bank of America, the ETV Endowment of South Carolina, and the John Covington and Robert Lukey Fund for the Performing Arts.